Welcome to the first episode of Ensuring Trust with Leopard, a podcast where we unpack the stories behind the Leopard underwriting team who make it their mission to protect your reputation. In each episode, we speak to members of the team, hearing the stories of how they've ensured trust and helped protect reputations since 1991. At the Leopard offices today is Glenn Standen, CEO of Leopard Underwriting, Steve von Roritz, Chair of Leopard, and Melisha Chetty, Executive Head of Marketing. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glenn, let's start with you. You've been with Leopard for over two decades, and as CEO, your responsibility is to ensure that Leopard safeguards your clients' reputations while having fun and making money for your shareholders. That's a, quite a delicate balance, I'd imagine. As you reflect on your tenure here, tell us a bit more about how far the business has come and where you believe it's actually going. Wow, this is probably my greatest ever challenge at Leopard Underwriting, to condense 31 years into a couple of minutes. <laughs> okay, so Leopard started uh, as a small business uh, back in 1991, writing PI and liability business. By about 2008, I think, uh, Leopard Underwriting had reached that stage of a business's lifestyle, um, life cycle, where it was time to either renew and rejuvenate, or the business was going to decline. It is obvious what we chose. Also at this time, the market presented a couple of opportunities, and there were some shareholding changes, both at a corporate um, and individual level. Mm. This was also the birth of what we internally know as the Leopard story. Our story defines five focus pillars, uh, all of which are, are key to our success. And these are never compromise quality, be forward thinking, be solutions driven, and to learn from ourselves, our competitors, those around us. And last but not least, and certainly probably the most important one to me, is that people are really important. Sure. So that's where we've come from, and uh, now to where we're going. Well, probably to be a bigger and better and more successful version of what we are today. But for me, the focus would be on our pillars and getting better at what we do. If we do the better, the success and the bigger will take care of itself. Now, with that in mind, and this might sound like an obvious question, but why is it important to protect one's reputation? And what happens when one doesn't? A business's reputation is an indicator to consumers of the trustworthiness of a business mm. and a key driver of its long-term success. It is so important to protect one's reputation because we all know how quickly negativity and bad, bad publicity can cause reputational damage and a loss for a business. As a sports fanatic, maybe for me a good example is <clears throat> a soccer team that's won 10 games on the trot looking really great, everything's going well, and then game number 11 is a bad loss. Everyone seems to talk about that bad loss for yeah. weeks to come, but forgets the 10 good games that preceded that. Mm. And that's the same with a business reputation. All the good publicity, all the good, good vibes are very quickly forgotten when you have that one piece of bad publicity or, or a bad, bad scenario. So I want to hone in on those good vibes then. What are some of your best memories of safeguarding your clients' reputations? Like, take us down, take us down <clears throat> memory lane. Uh, what stories spring to mind as you've been building the business of protecting reputations? Okay, so from a stories pers perspective, that's a real difficult one because for us, every claim is about protecting a business's reputation. Mm. 
Um, so maybe it's important for me to, to share what others think we do and then what we think we do. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the general man in the street thinks we assess a risk and issue a policy. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, that's what we do. But for us, it's way more than that. Um, we give a business comfort and peace of mind. We offer a promise to support them when things go wrong. When they have an issue, we provide them with support of adjusters, assessors, attorneys, legal teams. And at the same time, we help protect their brand, their business, and most importantly, the livelihoods of the people that are working in that business. Mm. And that's to me, is why every single claim is a story of success and protecting a company's reputation. Steve, as chair of Leopard, your role encompasses everything from shareholder relationships to monitoring strategy and making sure the team delivers on your promises. All the best team in making sure those promises come to fruition while maintaining high professional and ethical standards. I want to double click on that hot topic in South Africa, ethics. What's the ethos behind how you maintain high ethical standards in such a demanding industry? Yeah, thanks. So when I think about our team, um, we, we are hellbent on making sure that we act with honesty and integrity. We don't need an act of parliament to tell us that. Um, we know there's things such as treating customers fairly, but it must be an innate part yeah. of us. Um, I think we need to separate these issues of sort of the cutthroat industry you're referring to um, and, and that dog-eat-dog industry. Uh, we, we, I don't think we're in that space. Um, to me, ethical behavior is a critical foundation of our culture. Um, it must be part of us. It's in our DNA. Without that, we don't have sustainability um, and the customer attraction, customer attention would fail, uh, would never be achieved. And this goes further to how we attract our personnel, how we retain our personnel, how we interact with our service providers, um, and also our principal Lombard. Every single facet of what we do must have that foundation. And every person working in Leopard underwriting must live by that ethos uh, and be sure that they act honestly and with integrity all the time. The old adage of not worrying about your actions being front page news remains to me valid, no mm-hmm. matter how old that saying yeah. may have been. Um, I don't care if we lose business or we come second because we've stood by our principles. Sure. No problem. As to the cutthroat industry, um, I think, I can't speak of others, but we do have competitors to, competitors to do things their way. Um, we're not worried about that. We do compete head-on, but we do it our way. Um, I respect our competitors, even if in disagreement with their approach or their ideals. Um, But we need to step forward confidently about our approach and serviceability. And in the end, have trust in our approach, uh, which includes ethical behavior. This will fulfill our strategic ambitions. Can I just say, you, you, you sound like the voice of ethics. Like, I, 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 I could. 
<laughs> no, ethic, ethics to me is incredibly important. I mean, yeah. we talk about it internally all the time. Mm. Um, Glenn has mentioned our five pillars. Yeah. But underpinning that, that foundation, is about ethical behavior. Sure. Um, you know, from the basics of someone taking a pencil, yeah. you know, anything. Now, I'm sure you'll agree that crucial to every business strategy is solving a problem a client has. What are some of the problems that Leopard is best at solving? And what are some of those things that set you apart from the field? Like you you'd mentioned, you do things differently yeah. to, your, to your competitors. So what are the things that set you apart from the field? So I'll tie this back to what Glenn was saying. Mm. Um, at the center of what we do is, is actually simply a promise mm. set out in, in contractual terms. Um, and we say in that contract that when things go wrong, we will be there to help you. Um, insurance remains a province, generally. Uh, and in our language, we want to be the customer's trusted partner. Mm. They need to know that they can trust us. Yeah. Um, the biggest problem a client has is not at the beginning. It's at the end when the claim comes along. Um, it is not the actual policy of insurance is a problem. It's only when the moment comes when they have a problem and their policy and the promise needs to be fulfilled. Um, that's when they need enough support. I, like that. So I, I think that's we, we're very good at that. Right. I think we stand out, uh, if you use the word differentiator, yeah. I think we stand out being present when that moment arrives. Sure. Um, our purpose is reflected in our policy wording, mm -hmm. we embed it into our policy wording, we say how we do things and how we deal with claims. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's the biggest problem they've got. But the basis of the support links to our need to understand the customer's business in the first place, yeah. uh, their needs and their concerns. Uh, we interact with insurance brokers out there that communicate what those needs are. Mm -hmm. um, it is a skill that, in, that ensures that when the claim does arrive, there is no contract uncertainty mm -hmm. um, and that we're all on the same page. Sure. That way we can fulfill our promise. Alicia, turning to you, you started your career at Leopard as a senior liability underwriter and soon worked your way up to head of directors and officers as well as executive head of marketing. Word in the corridors is uh, you adore your coworkers and this is your work family that has the same ethics and moral standards that you do. I'd imagine it takes a lot of effort to create that kind of culture. So when it comes to your organizational culture, what's your secret sauce? I mean, um, what, 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 what creates that uh, corporate environment where colleagues actually adore each other and consider each other family? Um, secret sauce indeed. Um, yes, um, Leopard is a family orientated business and um, I consider myself blessed mm. that I get to work in a company that shares my ethics and values and um, I will echo much of what Steve has just said. Um, but it doesn't come with luck. So a good culture is something that is very that is created with deliberate intent. And um, I've always maintained that um, in, the, in the school of thought that culture flows downwards. Mm. 
And, um, and it's easy when you have phenomenal leaders like Glenn and Steve. Um, you work from example, so um, you learn to lead from the examples that they set. I would say that we have an open door philosophy, yeah. but there are no doors at <laughs> Leopard. And that just goes to show that um, there's, there isn't a hierarchy here. Um, each person is valued and they're made to feel valued. Um, we're all contributors and everybody feels that they matter. Mm. Um, opinions matter and they get to contribute in where we are going as a company. And that is important. Um, you've heard from Glenn that people are important mm. and people for us are not just our insureds and our brokers or other stakeholders. People begin here at Leopard. And when people are made to feel important and that they are contributing and they are valued, mm. then it creates a, a happy culture. Um, another thing that we do a lot of here is, is we laugh a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's great. There's a lot of fun to be had. Yeah. And it's just, it makes for a happy working, mm. working place. So happy people, happy working area and a good culture. I'm tempted to end the podcast there as you know, as, as we've been talking about ethos and what actually, what, what are the, the, the meat and bones of, of this company, but I resist that temptation. <laughs> and uh, it's often said that insurance is a grudge purchase. How does the Leopard team help take the grudge out of the purchase and help clients see it as a solution instead? Well, I think that, um, you know, you have to understand where, um, where that that key phrase comes from, so grudge purchase. So what does the consumer feel? Mm. And I think that there's a general fear amongst insureds that they purchase um, an insurance policy and at the time of the claim, there will be no assistance mm. when it is actually needed. Now, at Leopard, you would have had us say, protecting your reputation. And it's not just something that, um, you know, it's a byline for us. It is literally the ethos that we live by. Mm. And protecting your reputation means that we encourage being solutions-driven. And solutions-driven is thinking out of the box, but making certain that we, we are there for our insureds. Mm. So Glenn's mentioned this as well, but... Being there for an insured isn't just about underwriting a policy and getting a policy out and being there at claim stage. Because when a claim hits, um, there, there's a series of events that unfolds. Yeah. And you as an insured, you, you, want, you want your insurer to hold your hand through it. Because mm. this, is, this is terrain that you've not touched before. Yeah. And that is what we do. And that is what we do well. And because we do it well, we don't believe that it is a grudge purchase. Mm. And I think that that translates to our insureds. I like that. I like that. Glenn, you're famously quoted as saying, no two days are ever the same when underwriting speciality lines. No two tasks are ever the same. Tell us a bit about that. What are some of the products that you underwrite that you are most proud of? Yeah, so in underwriting in the, in the professional indemnity and liability space, every risk is different. Every risk is different in size, in 
personnel, the people behind that business, uh, in what they do, in their claims history, in the people behind it. So every single risk is, is different. Mm. It's never the same. Every single claim is different. Every single... The way the claim turns out, yeah. the, the way that people need um, assistance in every single matter is different. So you deal with a lot of personalities, a lot of people, um, some good, some bad. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine that when things are going wrong, yeah. people are not always the, the friendliest. But but that's what we do. And, yeah. and to me, that's why no risk is ever the same. And mm. part of what we do in finding solutions and being solutions-driven means we have to look at a different way of doing things for some of these risks as well. So, mm. yeah, for me, no risk is ever the same. Milisha, what are some of the moments or the stories that just make your day worthwhile in the world of underwriting? There are many moments. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that if I look at them collectively, mm. there's an underlying theme with all of them. And um, we're here to help people. And... Sometimes at the end of the day, you walk out knowing that you've, um, you've assisted with a claim and it's a family-run business. And had that claim not been paid, that legacy might not live on. Hmm. There are times when you have an insured who's been in practice for 30 years, never had a claim, not a tainted reputation, and then, and then one hits. Sure. And, and you know that's big because mm. that is a reputation as well. So you pride yourself not having a claim mm. and then a mistake happens because that's what happens. And, you know, it, it hits a person really hard. Um, and, and we are here to, to go through the process with them. Yeah. And we're a business. And, and in a business, there are the daily runnings. Mm. And, you know, you can get tied up in raters and underwriting, risk exposures, policy docs. You know, it's, it's, so it's a, it's a world of administration. And then there are those times when you sit back and you think that you actually make a difference. Mm. Um, you know, all those insureds, they're people, and those people have stories. And, and when you assist them, you change that story. Mm. You, you give that story a positive light and and what we do matters and i think that's what i hold dear to me at the risk of going back to something that was said earlier steve i've heard that you like playing online bridge it's yeah. true it's true and apparently also avoiding household uh, chores yes <laughs> absolutely some insurers like avoiding payouts to clients is this the case with Leopard? Okay, before I answer that bit, yeah. let me just deal with the bridge online. <laughs> I, 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 I've been playing competitive bridge since I was 12. Okay. It's my, my parents' fault. <laughs> um, but I've started to play online because I've become germophobic. Okay. And I can't handle touching these cards <laughs> that all these other people are touching <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. Um, as to avoiding household chores, uh, I have a secret that uh, you mustn't tell my wife. I'm a capable of doing all the chores. I just don't want to do them. <laughs> I just don't want to do them. Um, so it is rather sad, I think, that our industry has this label of not mm. paying claims. Um, in some cases, it's deserved. Mm. But overall, I think we need to differentiate between 
those that try to take advantage of insurance mm. uh, and have a complaint, whether it's legitimate or not, yeah. and the vast majority of claims in the insurance industry that actually do get paid mm. um, by ourselves and all our competitors. Yeah. I mean, it's a vast majority do get paid. In our case, um, to address your particular question, I think it is very clear that as part of our culture, we purposefully find ways to pay claims. Mm, You've heard it from others, yeah. uh, from Glenn and Malisha already. This, to me, is our differentiator. Mm. Um, our competitors, uh, you know, they have they have internal methods. They have skills. They have technical ability. They have SLAs. Um, I don't know what those SLAs say. Yeah. You know, is it about kicking out a claim? <laughs> Maybe. Um, we don't have such things. We talk about it internally all the time, and we embed this approach mm. into our policy wordings. This, I think, is unique in the market. No one else does it the same way. Um, so we set out our stall, and I think that's what I'd like to convince people mm. of. We are and can be trusted. We find ways to pay claims, and we recognize this behavior as a skill set we want in our claims team. They pay a premium. Yeah. When the claim comes, we sort it out and help yeah. them. Yeah. That's all we want to do. Then you have the complexity of let's raise an invoice and it's mm. raised slightly incorrectly. Yeah. Now it has to be re-raised and that was done incorrectly or the policy typing or the, some spelling mistakes were yeah. made. And all of these little bits of complexity, it is compounds on each other mm. forever. Yeah. Um, and suddenly our service doesn't look so great. Sure. If we get those things right first time round, mm. which is what we desperately try to do, mm. and that's what Glenn talks to the whole staff compliment yeah. all the time. First time right, yeah. it is unbelievable how the service improves. Mm. I think the two of you, actually, all of you, really, just really set the tone in terms of like, this is what we do. This is, this is our, ours is our bread and butter, but this is what informs how we do the business that we do. And I think you really put that across really well, um, Steve in particular, so thank you for that. I wanted to make a trip about the soccer team that you, you look like a Manchester United fan. No. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it just hurt my feelings. <laughs> He's Liverpool, but he can't say Liverpool properly. Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Ensuring Trust with Leopard. To listen to upcoming episodes, check out the social media channels on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under Leopard Underwriting and on Twitter at Leopard underscore writing. To find out more about Leopard products or to get support as a broker, visit leopard.co.za. Till we meet again, make sure your reputation is protected.